Hey, my friends, we will be right back to the show, but I have a question for you. Are you struggling with the impact of childhood trauma? Well, know that you're not alone. I'm here to let you know that I'm starting a brand new weekly coaching group that includes a year of life coaching, accountability, support, habit and goal setting, and more. I'm starting a waitlist for the group right now, and I'm only taking a handful of people. And I'll let you know that through this personalized coaching, we'll work together to help you understand how your childhood trauma has shaped your beliefs, behaviors, emotions, and will help you create a roadmap for healing and growth. Right now, you can schedule an absolutely free coaching session with me and get put on the wait list if you go to thinkunbroken.com. My friends, it's your time to turn your trauma into triumph, breakdowns into breakthroughs, and become the hero of your own story. And I'm here to support you in doing that. Just go to thinkunbroken.com to register for a free coaching call with me and to get put on the wait list for the brand new weekly coaching program. We'll be right back to today's show. But before we do, I want to let you know that you can get a free copy of my first book, Think Unbroken, Understanding and Overcoming Childhood Trauma, when you leave a review for the podcast on Apple Podcast, either on desktop or on your phone. All you have to do is go to Apple Podcasts, look up Think Unbroken, click follow in the top right, and then go and leave a review at the bottom. And when you leave that review, screenshot it and send it over to book.thinkunbroken.com where you can upload your contact and mailing information, and we will send you a free copy of this award-winning, best-selling book, absolutely free, including shipping. Just go to book.thinkunbroken.com to upload your screenshot review from Apple Podcasts for the Think Unbroken podcast. And until next time, my friend, be unbroken. I'll see you. Hey, my friends, we will be right back to the show. But I have a question for you. Are you struggling with the impact of childhood trauma? Well, know that you're not alone. I'm here to let you know that I'm starting a brand new weekly coaching group that includes a year of life coaching, accountability, support, habit and goal setting, and more. I'm starting a waitlist for the group right now, and I'm only taking a handful of people. And I'll let you know that through this personalized coaching, we'll work together to help you understand how your childhood trauma has shaped your beliefs, behaviors, emotions, and will help you create a roadmap for healing and growth. Right now, you can schedule an absolutely free coaching session with me and get put on the wait list if you go to thinkunbroken.com. My friends, it's your time to turn your trauma into triumph, breakdowns into breakthroughs, and become the hero of your own story. And I'm here to support you in doing that. Just go to thinkunbroken.com to register for a free coaching call with me and to get put on the wait list for the brand new weekly coaching program. Hey, my friends, we will be right back to the show, but I have a question for you. Are you struggling with the impact of childhood trauma? Well, know that you're not alone. I'm here to let you know that I'm starting a brand new weekly coaching group that includes a year of life coaching, accountability, support, habit and goal setting, and more. I'm starting a waitlist for the group right now, and I'm only taking a handful of people. And I'll let you know that through this personalized coaching, we'll work together to help you understand how your childhood trauma has shaped your beliefs, behaviors, emotions, and will help you create a roadmap for healing and growth. Right now, you can schedule an absolutely free coaching session with me 
and get put on the wait list if you go to thinkunbroken.com. My friends, it's your time to turn your trauma into triumph, breakdowns into breakthroughs, and become the hero of your own story. And I'm here to support you in doing that. Just go to thinkunbroken.com to register for a free coaching call with me and to get put on the wait list for the brand new weekly coaching program. So I was listening to the mental illness happy hour and I was standing in a mall in Vietnam and I remember thinking to myself as I was listening to this podcast, I am so glad I'm not alone. If you don't know the mental illness happy hour, it's hosted by TV personality, Paul Gilmart is honestly probably can be titled as like the OG goat of mental health podcasting. His podcast, mental health, mental illness, happy hour has been on for ever. I know, I know if I said that he would start laughing and be like, you are making me out to be older than I am. But it was really one of the first podcasts I remember listening to. And when I was sitting in, I, I was walking around this mall and then I ended up in the food court and I was sitting there getting ready to head to the airport to get on a flight. And it really just struck me. I was like, man, the things this guy talks about, the depression, the anxiety, the medication, the suicide, the, all the things about the mental health challenges that we faced, that we face as humans just made me feel so connected, so human and so protected. And as I was listening, I had this conversation with this incredible doctor, this family medicine physician named Rachel Reinhardt Taylor. And she was talking about her incredible journey through religious trauma. And you may remember, if you've listened to the show at any scope, I grew up in the Mormon religion and I suffered a lot of religious trauma. And it's a crazy story, something we'll get into more in the future. And she was talking about her experiences of going through and having to deal with rebuilding her identity through the pain, through the suffering, through the hurt. And it made me think about this other show that I was listening to. It's called Cheaper Than Therapy with Vanessa Bennett and Danae Logan. And their mission to help people really understand what it's like from an in-depth psychology perspective to be able to heal and whatever that is. And, and they help people in unearthing the limiting beliefs and behavioral patterns that hold them back. Because like Paul and like Rachel, Danae and Vanessa have had to do the same for themselves. And in today's podcast, the compilation episode with these four amazing people, we are going to explore what it really truly means to find your identity after trauma, to discover who you are after abuse, and to be able to really lock in with certainty, with love, with kindness, and with power, who it is that you choose to be. I'm very excited about this episode because these are some of my favorite people in the world, and I hope that you'll listen to this with open minds. 
I know that it's hard sometimes when people are explaining how you go through the healing process and they talk about stepping into the new identity and the fear associated with it. And I want you to reach out and get support for that. If you feel like, man, I hear these people, I listen to the podcast all the time, but I still feel stuck. I feel like I can't go to the next level. I feel like I haven't really wrapped my head around this. I want you to reach out to me directly. I'm always here to help you. And you can either email me at michaelthinkunbrokenpodcast.com or you can DM me on Instagram at michaelunbroken. I am here. I am available for you. And most importantly, if I can't help you, I will help you find someone who can. And I think that these four amazing human beings you're about to hear from today could potentially be one of those people. And so without further ado, my friends, let's get into the show. You're listening to the Think Unbroken podcast, and I'm your host, Michael Unbroken. I'm an author, speaker, coach, and advocate for adult survivors of childhood trauma and abuse. In this podcast, you will learn how to transform your trauma into triumph, turn breakdowns into breakthroughs, and go from victim to being the hero of your own story. You can learn more at thinkunbrokenpodcast.com, and of course, check us out on Apple Podcasts and Spotify at Think Unbroken Podcast. We all know what we're supposed to be doing. However, it takes a catalyst or a stimulus for us to actually move towards what that thing was or is. And so what, I, what I'd love to know, Paul, is like, did you have that moment? Was there a catalyst for massive change in your life? And, and what has been the biggest difference about the understanding of who you believe you are since that moment? Well, the original catalyst was not wanting to commit suicide. Um, I could see that my life on paper was great. I was hosting this TV show. I was making good money. I had time to spend it. I had my health, my physical health, my friends. Why was I thinking about killing myself 50 times a day? Well, I can look back now and say it's because my spirit was dead, but because all I cared about was myself. Mm. Um, I wasn't feeding my spirit. Uh, the second epiphany or launching point was the fear of living the rest of my life without knowing true intimacy in a, in a relationship. I could have intimacy in platonic relationships with people, but when it came to romantic relationships, I just, you can only get so close. And I was able to realize, oh, you know, it's probably related to my mom overwhelming me with her needs and a fear of being suffocated. And I, you know, I learned that, well, that the, the tool isn't putting up an iron wall to keep you away from everybody. It's getting better at understanding who you open the door for and how much you open the door. And it's a lot of trial and error. And so today I don't, allow toxic people in my lives, in my life. And uh, that's, that's been huge for me. So those were the two big catalysts in, in changing. Um, but I, you know, I had to be looking into a deep, dark hole to be willing to do the work to do that because I don't like doing work. 
And I don't like going back into the icky, the icky memories, the icky feelings, the shame of ways that I've acted. But it's been necessary for me to begin to put together a little bit of humility and to begin to be willing to do the 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 reading and the writing and you know to read books a therapist suggests you know to share my secrets with somebody in my support group in that i i hear massive massive vulnerability and i would argue that it's probably the most important trait that one develops I will say that I do not believe it's inherent to people who come from traumatic backgrounds. (laughs) No, but telling people that come from trauma to be vulnerable is like saying to a person that's just run out of a burning building, the very thing you need is back in that burning building. (laughs) That is the greatest analogy I've ever heard in my life. Yes, you're spot on. Paul, for the people who are listening to this and they're just like, besides themselves in this moment. Cause I I'm one of them in real time having this conversation and they're like, okay, what do I do? Like, what do I really do? Like, I, I hear these guys are talking. This has gone through my head a million times. I'm all life feels like a disaster. Like, what do they do, Paul? Where, where do you start? Well, if you are actively suicidal and you feel like you're making a plan or on the verge of making a plan, please call the suicide hotline. Um, do not reach out to a non-professional as your sole source um, of of support because you won't get the full help that you need. And it's not fair to them to feel like they've got to keep you alive. That's a lot to put on somebody. That doesn't mean you're a burden. It just means that you uh, you deserve a larger support network. Um, the very thing that you struggle over and the thing that you want to hide is probably the very thing that is going to connect you to your next group of close friends. And there is trial and error in it. What's really important is to just keep going, to just keep trying different things. I have tried so many things in the last 20 years. I probably tried 25 different meds, you know, my psychiatrist finally, we were able to dial in uh, a combination of meds that, that works for me. This is the first fall in God knows how long that my depression you know, hasn't felt like Elvis entering a stadium. Uh, the hope is so hard when you've been kicked in the teeth a lot of times, when you've had failure after failure after failure. But being around as long as I've been, I'm almost 60, I'm 59 years old. I can tell you the greatest things in my life wouldn't have happened if I hadn't experienced failure previous to it. Yeah. And I'm right there with you. And every time I fail, I just look at my life and go, cool, I learned a lesson. And I've tried all the modalities. You name it, I've tried it. I spent all the money. I did all the things. And and I am going to wholeheartedly agree with you that 
if you can do that thing, whatever it is that you need to do to give yourself the strength to face your fear of just going one more day, mm-hmm. tomorrow might be the day everything's different. Mm-hmm. Like Sharon Lecter, who is an entrepreneur, she co-wrote multiple books, but she has a book called Three Feet from Gold. And the idea of that book is very simple. You might be three feet from that thing that you've always wanted. One more day, one more minute, one more action. And I think that's the reality of life. Like if you, you find that reason to keep going, which for me has been being of service, right? You find that thing, being a better brother, being a better communicator, a leader, a speaker, all those things. And for you, it may be, you know, being a better mom, being the best entrepreneur or business owner or whatever that thing is, but finding that reason to hold on will forever change everything for you. And as someone who's attempted suicide myself, I can tell you right now, like the greatest moment of my life was like being able to come through the other side of that. Yeah. And I'm not saying it's not hard because it's hard. Some days suck. Some days I don't want to do this. Some days I want to lay in bed and eat chocolate cake and do nothing. But I ask myself, who do I need to be today? And if I were a person who's kind to myself, what would I need to do? If one of the reasons why, and thank you for sharing that. And, and I agree wholeheartedly. And one of the things that I would have never imagined I would get out of support groups is other people seeing the change in me before I could see it myself. And them helping me to see myself through their eyes. Um, a psychiatrist, after I cut contact with my mom, um, which is a, a very long process and not simple and the most painful thing I've probably ever been through, my psych- psychiatrist said to me, I just want to commend you on looking into the jaws of the monster. He said, so many people run from that monster, that the monster of childhood trauma without ever stopping to heal. You know, your feelings won't kill you, but running from them might. So here I am in my life heading into the, the, the second half almost and looking at it and going, well, how the hell do you have a less stressed and more carefree life? Is there, are, are there some like, in what I would call incredibly practical ways that you think that as trauma survivors, people can step into that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So, so my big, my, I'm a bleeding heart. I am also very Irish, as you might be able to tell from the, the little ginger, my ginger hair and my very pale skin. Um, so, so the, uh, the, um, the idea is that that we can make these changes without my my ideal is to make all of these changes kind of without medications or supplements or things that are not available to the populations that need help the most really um so my i have a bleeding heart and it started um you know i have a bleeding heart for underserved populations uh so it, it really came to my attention that while medical missions are amazing I love, I love doing the, the medical work. Sometimes, you know, you'll give medications and um, they don't have follow-up. They don't have another doctor. They have no way to get the medication again. There's no ride. You know, this is what I'll also repeat, you know, when I was working on reservations here, you know, in our own country, you know, there's, there are so many populations that just don't have a money to pay for it, which I don't think is like ridiculous. 
you know, I had a stroke and was furloughed from work and, and I couldn't afford therapy and stuff at that time. So, you know, and, and through medical school, I mean, I was on, you know, Medicare or sorry, Medicaid and all of that. So, so it's not absurd to think that literally any of us could at any point in our lives not have access to these things that cost so much money, including, you know, therapy and um, like I said, Western medicine, all of that. So I really, really, really have become interested, you know, in the last, it's probably been now 12 years since my medical, my first medical mission. I'm so interested in how can populations, um, what does the science say about how populations can optimize their own health without needing someone else's help, like basically without spending money. So, so there are a few things. So, so I don't know if you're familiar with neuroplasticity. Um, neuroplasticity is when we can create new neuron um, connections in our brain or, or new connections in our brain. And a lot of times this might happen with injury. So for example, I had a stroke and um, I had the opportunity to kind of rebuild that. And actually, when people exercise um, in cardiocardio, it increases their ability to kind of remodel their brain, um, that, that neuroplasticity. Um, and then there are other things, there are certain types of meditation, and you can remodel your outlook, basically. You know, you, you have to do things that are going to, I like the word potentiate, but basically tell your brain, we're changing now. Um, and then when you're doing those, you have to be very, very, very mindful that you are um, focusing on the way you want your outlook to become. So there's also, there are a few, so as far as neuroplasticity, there's, um, there's some medication, like there's ketamine is, um, by the way, I do not endorse using that off the street, but uh, please don't do that. It's very dangerous, but you can, but there are like infusion centers that are used and physicians overlook people who have PTSD and anxiety and depression and things like this to help them literally remodel their brain. Um, there's also, there was a Yale study recently that showed psilocybin. Um, that is the um, like active ingredient in magic mushrooms. Uh, again, exercise caution with this advice, but that does, um, that does cause your brain to say we're remodeling now. Um, and then again, you know, there's different types of breathing, meditation exercises, and, and things that um, the, there's medit there's in meditation, you can increase, there's, there's a part of your brainstem that's gray matter that helps you, um, when you do this meditation, it helps that area develop, and that area is uh, helpful in controlling emotions and making decisions in high stress situations. So, you know, um, it's not like, well, my life sucked and now forever. It's like, okay, look, the science is showing that you can remodel this and you can fix it. And then you, if you change that, if you use your neuroplasticity to change your outlook, um, then your life starts feeling more carefree. You can see things. I can see my stroke as a detour to get to a place where um, where my life is going to be better instead of, oh, this was the worst thing ever. I hate, you know, I'm, I'm screwed forever. What if I have another one? What if I blah? I hate my life. You know, you have to actively choose that though. It is not, I mean, it is, it's a marathon, it's not a sprint. You have to choose that all the time. 
I think you know, I mean, you talk about it all the time with you. Every, every time you make that decision, but you can make that decision to help remodel your brain by meditating, by exercising, and then knowing your brain is in remodel mode. So you're going to choose differently than before. And that's all free and accessible to everybody. Yeah. And, and that's such a great point. And it, so much of this does really start with the way that you're thinking, the way you're talking to yourself, the way that you're allowing yourself to be in the world. And, and I recognize it's difficult, right? Especially when you're inundated with the ideas that other people have put on you of who you are, or who you should be. And then you reiterate that into yourself and into the world. And then suddenly you look at your life and you're like, how did I get here? And it's a trial by fire to pull yourself out. But you know, you talk about one thing I think is really interesting that that I'd love for you to dive into. And, and I have gotten pushback on this. And so I will preface this that I, and I will say I have gotten quote unquote canceled because of saying this before. And this is the idea that anybody can be healthy if they're willing to do the work. And and I fully believe that I I'm not and, and look, I'm not smart. I'm not better than anyone. I don't have any college degrees. Like I didn't even graduate high school on time. I've destroyed my life and built it back up. I believe that it takes the same amount of effort to build your life as it does to destroy your life. And, and I want to know your thoughts on this because I, I think that sometimes it helps to come from another voice, but why do you think that anyone can be healthy if they're willing to do the work? Yeah. Well, uh, I mean, that is definitely, I've gotten, I don't, it's hard for doctors to get canceled. Um, I think because they need us so bad. Um, but you know, <laughs> I, you know, I definitely, you know, I'm, I'm either essentially loved or hated by my patients, um, more loved, thank goodness, and sometimes very much hated. And, you know, a lot of this is that, that same, you know, belief, you know, it, I just, I will tell people, you know, you can, you can get there, you can be healthy if you want to be. And I think that really, for me, um, Saying these things, I can back it up with the science. I mean, neuroplasticity, I just told you about, you can lower your blood pressure by meditating every day. Like that's a shown scientific study. You can lower your risk of heart attack and stroke by meditating. And there are certain types of meditation and these are all studied. You know, you can, you can, um, you, you can your blood sugar gets better when you meditate. You know, and, and I get it everyone has a reason why they can't or they're different or they blah 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 but honestly i've seen a lot of bodies i treat a lot of patients i did surgery er and now i'm primary care there is not there's no no body i have seen that i'm like no this wouldn't help them never never ever ever have i seen that before i don't care how sick you are um you can improve by doing your things by especially changing your mindset. I mean, it's chronic pain, um, arthritis, you know, I can, I can literally name a hundred diseases that I've worked with and revert, well, maybe I can't name a hundred off the top of my head, but there are lots that I've worked with that I have gotten able to reverse at least in part. This is not, um, you know, some woo-woo, whatever. I mean, this is science and it's all, um, you know, again, it's, it's in my book, and uh, if anyone needs a book and they can't pay for it, please reach out to me. I'm happy to, um, we can figure something out, I can send you one. But, um, you know, I, I wrote that book, 
uh, I wasn't looking to be rich. I wasn't looking to like be super famous. Um, you know, I just that is the book of all of the ways you can be healthy and free. I mean, that I that I knew at the time. I know more now too. So I would be shocked if I saw any patient that that actually again hunkered down and worked with me uh, that didn't have a reversal of their symptoms. That's just, I, can, I literally cannot think of any reason why that wouldn't happen. And, and, you know, we can work with it. If you, if you're a busy single mom, I get how that is. Um, we can help you. If you feel like you don't have the money, that's why I did this for free, accessible to anyone. You can access it from anywhere. Um, you know, I have found ways, I mean, in the book, I talk a lot about when, you know, this, this patient, um, a bus driver, he works 12 hour shifts. He's like, I, I never have time to get up the walk. So we got this thing where he like got off the bus and did like 10 jumping jacks, you know, at every stop. And, you know, it was, it was fun. And, you know, oh, I can't afford to eat healthy. Okay. We're going to do one cup of leafy greens, put that in a bag, make seven bags of those, you know, seven bags of spinach on Monday. And if you just end up putting it in your mouth and having to chew down the spinach like a rabbit, that's fine. That's how we're going to do it. In this case, blood pressure came down. Um, we reversed his hypertension, got him off of three medications. He got, uh, you know, his, he had a family history of diabetes, you know, which which is true, can can be a precursor, but that doesn't mean you have to have it. We reversed his, um, I think he ended up, I think he was still on one medication. Um, but, I mean, we took him off of two. That's five medications he didn't need anymore by making really easy lifestyle changes and really just, I think it comes with citing the science and saying, look, here, here's the deal. This is what will happen. This is what will change in your body when you make these tiny changes. And again, this, this is not expensive. This is meant on purpose to be free changes. When they're in that and they're, they're trying to start from scratch and they find themselves with you, like, how do you do that? Right? Mm -hmm. Like, what is, what is it when, when your whole identity has been built on this idea of, I need to have all these things and have all these experiences and, and ultimately show up in this kind of way in the world to have validity and validation and, and, and love, compassion, worth, all those things. And you come to find out like, that's not really how the world works. And it's like, is existential crisis for you? How do you start to rebuild in that? Mm. Well, I think a lot of it has to do with what Danae was saying about pulling back, like I think a lot of it has to do with pulling back and being able to see the cultural shift and how that actually has impacted how we feel about ourselves and and almost like seeing your place in it. And for a lot of people, I'm just going to pause on that. Okay. Um, for a lot of people, they're actually not even aware of that, right? They have no idea the kind of impact that that has actually had on their on them on their sense of self like i said on their on their happiness and so first and foremost it's actually like restructuring and giving them new lenses to look at things through and then i think the other thing is helping them rewrite their story right so it's helping to reclaim power where they feel like they have none um so many of us i think grow up in a very like victim mentality or a victim space and again i don't want to blame culture entirely but i do think that that tends there's a cultural component to that um, and so I think rewriting story is really important. I think getting in there and, um, helping them with, with tangible tools, actually, I mean, this is where I would talk tangible tools 
around building self-esteem, around building purpose, around being able to say no, around getting to choose what their life is going to look like or not look like. Um, and and sometimes it takes it takes a rock bottom to do that. But I think that is um, I think the most common most common scenario I see in therapy. Yeah. What are those consequences? Because I, I think it's often, especially in this society, a very forest for the trees kind of thing. Yeah. So what does that actually look like in, in the world that we're in right now? So now yeah, I, I mean, I think, that. yeah, I think there's so many ways that that shows up. Um, certainly, if we think about living in a society where we have completely rejected the feminine, you know, um, everything we are taught from so young is that the feminine is... Um, has a negative connotation that, you know, don't throw like a girl, don't be a girl, um, you're you're crying like a girl. All of these like energies of like the feminine being unnecessary, silly, um, childlike, Weak. where, yeah, where, you know, what we have done is really connect or disconnect, excuse me, from so much of um, our connection to our intuition and our ability to be vulnerable and our ability to connect from to the source energy from which we come from. And ultimately, what the outcome of that is a society that is completely disconnected from Mother Earth to the point where we are destroying it. Right. Um, and I think I do a lot of work with couples where I see this show up and that like we we don't know how to meet one another because it's like everybody is sort of fighting with <laughs> with each other to be the alpha. Women as a society, I would say collectively, are so much in like really wounded masculine energy. Because what I believe happened was um, as we had the rise of the feminist movement, which I mean, we're so grateful for that. But what happened was instead of sort of the feminist movement being about celebrating, reclaiming feminine energy that had been disregarded by patriarchal culture for so long, what we did was decide feminism is going to look like women attempting to replicate wounded masculine energy and so so many of us as women were sort of raised to believe what i need to do to be equal quote to men in society to have equal rights and um, a seat at the table is to act like wounded masculine energy um, mm -hmm. and that's actually not serving any of us but what i see play out in terms of couples dynamics so often is that women are so deep in wounded masculine energy which there will inevitably i find be a polarity created um just naturally between two people and what ends up happening is men in relationships with women and obviously i'm speaking very heteronormatively in this context um end up showing up in these relationships in really wounded feminine energy which repels the their women in their lives. And I found this fascinating once I came to this realization, because, you know, I was married for so many years, not really understanding, like unable to put my finger on what is the difficulty in our dynamic? Mm -hmm. What makes it so hard for us to keep this energy of um, attraction and longing and all of these things that, you know, in healthy polarity we have. But what I find is this um, rejection of the feminine, this inability to integrate feminine energy. Um, for both masculine and feminine energies in a healthy way really means that we are both operating in wounded polarities. Mm. Thank you so much for listening to Think Unbroken. 
Please share this episode with someone who could use it and help us move forward in our mission of ending generational trauma in our lifetime. And if you would, please take five seconds to pop on iTunes or Spotify, hit that five star, leave a review. And you can also reach out to us on social at Michael Unbroken or at Think Unbroken. And of course, you can check out our YouTube channel at Think Unbroken. Thank you for being a part of Unbroken Nation, my friends. And until next time, be unbroken. Hey, my friends, we will be right back to the show. But I have a question for you. Are you struggling with the impact of childhood trauma? Well, know that you're not alone. I'm here to let you know that I'm starting a brand new weekly coaching group that includes a year of live coaching, accountability, support, habit and goal setting, and more. I'm starting a waitlist for the group right now, and I'm only taking a handful of people. And I'll let you know that through this personalized coaching, we'll work together to help you understand how your childhood trauma has shaped your beliefs, behaviors, emotions, and will help you create a roadmap for healing and growth. Right now, you can schedule an absolutely free coaching session with me and get put on the wait list if you go to thinkunbroken.com. My friends, it's your time to turn your trauma into triumph, breakdowns into breakthroughs, and become the hero of your own story. And I'm here to support you in doing that. Just go to thinkunbroken.com to register for a free coaching call with me and to get put on the wait list for the brand new weekly coaching program. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.